time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with rot. There was one, at least one in each and every clan. Hi everybody, I am Lady Stars and Fire, and you are listening to Otherland Dreams. We are here with Hill Hippie. What's up, Hill Hippie? Hello, I'm busy. How are you? <laughs> well, the reason I was also saying that is I'm not hearing me, Hill Hippie. Wait a second. Am I coming in now? I think I'm coming in now. I don't know. I was trying you to are. validate. I couldn't say for me. I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm getting sick. <laughs> I was like, I can't hear anything. Is everything working right? Yeah, you got no worries there. You are working. <laughs> I'm working. Yay, I work okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like there's some street corner that's missing you at the moment. Shut up. <laughs> you evil, mean thing. Okay. Well, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. You, you're going to turn it into some shit. <laughs> but anyway. That's thank what you. I had to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and chilling out with Hill Hippie and myself. Tonight, um, we are going to be talking about the spring equinox. And uh, Hill Hippie and I was just discussing. Because what I always thought was... There's two names that also go with the spring equinox, and I thought that one of them was the goddess, and he's correcting me and saying one is actually more of the festival, uh, Astara. But I thought that was also the goddess's name. I thought there was two names given, not really that one was just a festival over, you know, the name. Yeah, the uh, what it is, is scrolling up in my notes here, uh, Ostara being the festival name, which was derived uh, from a Germanic uh, spring goddess named Itara. Okay. No, I like the name. I, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Estra. Okay. Estra. I'm sorry. I mispronunciated that. Estra. Bone notes suck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens a lot, actually. But, um, no, I mean, because until we were talking just a few minutes ago, I was under the assumption that the name was pronounced possibly different, but yes, at the same, was one in the same. Again, you know, it depends on if you go back more into the uh, European roots there, then there's going to be slight variations in how it's pronounced, whether it's got of a more of a Germanic versus a Celtic sound to it. So there'll be slight variations, but for my own background, that's the way it's pronounced. I get it. Um, because that's what we're talking about tonight, like I said. is, And I've always just gone like spring equinox, or the fall equinox, you know, the summer solstice, the winter solstice, instead of going after the so-called names of the holiday or the goddesses, because for me it's all, it is more about nature. And the goddesses, on a spiritual level, when I deal with things as a medium and the way things are working, typically if I'm being given the goddess, it's more of that's, the way that the communication is coming through for me to understand 
because I typically deal with it more on a nature view than a goddess view. And that's why I also tend to butcher the names, you know, because I don't really go after them that much. I'm, I that look at it. Though? Well, it has to do with my dyslexia and not putting to enough energy and effort into it, honestly, the two to combine. But I'm stating for me, uh, it's more of me usually working with the idea of the energy of what is going on with the seasonal change than the goddess. Fair enough. That's for me. Now, this time, of, so I state that, so when I say things, I'm going to revert back over and over again to the equinox in general because that's just the way my brain works. Um, but this time of year is celebrated um, as the first day of spring. It is where day and night are equal of both hemispheres. And um, nature is stirring, and the activities of winter are about to go to sleep, so to speak, is what this energy is about. Is, is the power of the sun is increasing um, in the days and, and, lengthening, and making it more lengthy, and the nights are becoming shorter. Right. This is when the shift is taking place. Now, I will state, like I said on the healing messages videos this week um that is typically what it actually is but with this year that balance is going to last a little bit longer because of stuff that's going on in astrology and i'll get into that when we get into astrology but i'm stating that at this point for people who are interested or picking up the energies or following us and learning i don't want to confuse them with what I'm about to say and then turn around it with astrology and say something different. Right. Um, this is a time, you know, a time to use that potential and fertility and to create new opportunities to bring new positive changes into your lives and to your world. It is going between, um, the opposite forces though of the light and dark. It is active, unconsciousness and consciousness of your inner and outer world is what this energy is all about. Uh, as I was stating again, also in the uh, video that I put out, this is the spring equinox is what is considered like the seed keeper. It's the seed keeper. It's what you plant, you, you will sow later down the road. So this is all about learning to plant those seeds that you wish to put out and watch grow. Like I said, it has to do with the fertility that will come. But it's dealing with the light and the dark and the balance of them at this time versus your conscious and your unconscious is basically what all of this comes down to being about at one spot. Um, it's a uniting of the balance of the individual for for us individually it's uniting the balance of your good your bad your light your dark your ego your soul it's putting them in a face-off for them to view each other at the time and it gives birth from the heart so that we can start to move forward that is what all of this festival is about and the spring equinox is about like i said it's going to last technically that energy is going to last a little bit longer than one day this year yeah, the uh, uh, something interesting I found that in the difference or in difference of importance of the festival in different parts of Europe, where in the uh, the Celtic pagan paths, the 
Astara takes a back seat to Samhain or Beltrain, being one of the least, uh, not least, but, you know, not as highly regarded as the other festivals, where in the Germanic uh, pagan past, it was at the forefront because of how important the beginning of the growing season was to them in their culture. And I completely agree with the understanding on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's not that one is more important. They're actually just as equally important. But I, I, I can see where, you know, Samhain would be, like, viewed as way more important if, if you're coming from that. It really has to do with where you are in your spiritual path and where you're coming from. If you've evolved to a higher level, then you understand the importance of this. Right. And if you don't, then you're going to look at the other two and find them way more important. However, like I said, that would explain why the different cultures would teach it different ways because they were teaching you a higher learning. I dig it. That's the way I see it. Like I said, I've been I've been channeling the energy of the equinox and of both equinoxes, you know, the spring and fall right now and the energy that I've been being given well, as you, we move forward. If you stop and think about it, both are happening at the same time. Because yes, here depending in, on where you are in the world. Right, because here in the Northern Hemisphere, it is acting as the spring equinox, but in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the fall equinox. Exactly. So, like, basically, I mean, I'm agreeing with you 100%, but, I mean, this has to do with balance of the light. Is As I keep putting it, it's the season of, we're coming into the season of the light. Yeah, stop abusing the mics. I know, I just realized I had it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my eyes get all big? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, but we're coming into the season of the light. So as we're approaching the equinox, our egotistical side starts getting more, having more to say, having more questions, speaking up more and trying to throw us off. Hey, if anybody, when you do get to go back and see the video, that would be Eric. That would be EK, okay. who's finally on the video, instead of just the top of his head from last week. <laughs> no, I just, I thought I pressed a button that I didn't press, apparently. What did you do wrong? We're not broadcasting. Hey! But we're going to rip the audio. The podcast will be available after the fact. Oh, okay, so we're still going. Yes. Okie dokie. <laughs> I, I had to validate. I didn't know where we were going with that. <laughs> yeah, and I had a good joke I was about ready to build up to pull EK into a, into the conversation, and I completely lost it. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. It's mine, 100%. No. Oh, I remember what it was. Well, I was laughing about it, and since we're bringing up the technical side here, <laughs> what I was laughing at is EK set up the cameras to where she can see a video feed of me and I can see a video feed of her. And the, the concept behind it is to get more eye contact made with the cameras. Yet, <laughs> you got two nature-based individuals, such as myself and Lady Stars and Fire. I'm mentally trying to keep making eye contact with this, but in the flow of the conversation, I'm just turning in here, and she's doing the same thing. <laughs> it was just making me giggle on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> The inner and outer world. <laughs> See? It, it takes place in everything you do. You just don't know it. <laughs> but that's what I was saying when he was saying, depending on where we are 
in the world. I mean, for us over here, this is we're coming into the light season. So the darker season, the egotistical season, your uh, shadow season is coming to a close. And it's getting to where it's going to have to go to sleep a little bit more. So the creative side and more soulful side is coming out. That's what the light and the dark is. Now, if you're on the other side of the world, this is the exact opposite. You're and about this, to enter the darker season. And this is a good time for you to go back and listen to our months-long worth of podcasts all about uh, Samhain and the festival and those energies. Right, exactly. I mean, and... And every time we do these, they're going to get a little bit better because we're growing too. So we learn more about the holiday and more about what it truly deeper is, you know, on a more soulful level. And we'll bring you, you know, more higher spiritual learning with that as we learn it. Absolutely. Basically. Because like I said, I've been channeling the energies a lot this week. And so like I said, if you're on the opposite of the side of the world, you're actually starting to enter that darker season right now. Where over here in the United States, we're moving into the light season. Right. Okay. Um, for back to where I was pulling off my information from, because I get a lot of them from a whole lot of different websites. Um, Wiccans and pagans often celebrate... Astara, am I saying it wrong again? Astara. Uh, Astara. Astara, as times of renewal. Astara. And re it's you don't want the word star to come out. It's Astara. As as Astara. Like us, but with an O. Us. Us. Astara. Now I'm putting an S at the end. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> hey, practice is the only way you're gonna get better at it. <laughs> no, like hey. me looking at you through the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> All right. But practice makes perfect. Yes, it does. But I'm also a tongue-tied person like crap. But anyway. The listeners know this by now. I know. That's why I'm not going to be worried too much about it. There you go. Um, you be you. Yeah, exactly. This is the time of renewal and rebirth. It is the time to celebrate life and the surroundings of nature and the regrowing back of that nature. It's a good time to be in a park, to lay in the grass, to take a hike through a forest. Um, this is all about new beginnings, setting and planting the seeds for new beginnings, looking at the insects, the birds, and everything that is re-emerging, because that's more or less what this whole season is about, the re-emerging of what has been missing and what has been gone. So you're rekindling the fire from within. Ooh la la. <laughs> you're reigniting your fire and bringing that soulful spark back that you tend to lose during the darker season. You're, missing, you're liking vitamin D. Yeah, but I'm bringing it in a more... I'm trying to put a different feel of spin and soulfulness for it other than you're lacking vitamin D. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I am I pissing on your uh, <laughs> pissing on your parade? No, you're not pissing on my parade. You're just getting technical. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hill Hippie. Have we met? I know, I know, I know. Um, well, you know, that's tools. You know, we're opposite. That's just all there is to that. <laughs> All right, but this is also a time to inspire others with hope, with prophecy of what is to come, with willingness and power to change and create opportunities for a bright new future, to bring the spark of fertility in um, 
of fertility to our most positive actions, to feel it in the winds of change and potential. Know that the potential is there and the vibrating force is there to help make it become so as you lift yourself into a higher vibrational energy and out of that third dimension and create. Okay. No, I thought the way you just stopped and looked up. No, it was a completely different thought about something I saw here in my research that I was trying to trigger another memory and I thought looking at you would do it because we talked about it last week. It's not important. Okay. But uh, with that in mind, it's going to make me jump in here with uh, some of the Estre uh, stories. Go for it. I'm not sure if you'd uh, come across these or not. Either way, go P for it. Potential origins of the Easter Bunny story. No, go for it. Put the kitties to bed, y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> to ruin the Easter Bunny So. Why you want to ruin the Easter Bunny? Because. He's cute and fluffy. <laughs> and he tastes good on a grill. Okay, go ahead. I don't want to hear no more. <laughs> Rabbit necks? Yeah. No, no, yeah. go ahead. All right, so. Mr. There's, Hunter. There's two <laughs> versions of this story that I found. Uh, both of them are pretty much the same, but with slight variations. Uh, the first one goes that the, uh, the goddess Estre found an injured bird. Its wings had been frozen by the wintry weather. To save his life, uh, the, to save his life, the goddess turned this bird into a hare. The hare was pleased that she had helped him survive, but he was slightly irked with the fact that she had taken away everything from him that had made him a bird. It, like, stripped away his entire identity. Okay. Hearing his plight, the goddess of spring granted him the ability to lay eggs just one day a year, and that being on Ostera. Hmm. The other variation is, the goddess found an injured bird. Its wings had been frozen by the wintry weather. She nurtured him and transformed him into a hare, helping him uh, survive uh, the winter, and he became her pet. He could run fast, live long, and lay eggs. But one day, he angered the goddess, and she flung him into the stars, and he became the constellation, the Hare. She granted him the ability to return <coughs> to Earth on uh, one day a year, and on Ostera, to lay eggs for the children to find. I don't know how I feel about them. I don't mean, I mean, in, in the sense of, I just don't know if I like the story or not. It doesn't okay. matter. I'm just, as I was listening to it, because I never heard it through, as far as that goes. So, as I was listening to it, I'm just going, I don't know how I feel about it. Not good or bad. Not, I had no feeling at all. It was kind of like, okay, well, interesting. Right. I mean, and I expected to be connected or have a feeling, and I didn't. That's what I think. I don't know. It's very interesting to me. Okay. Um, some. I'm going to give you some of the symbols that will also go with it, and then we'll get into some other information that I have, but it happens to be in the list that I'm at right now. So some of the symbols that go with this time of year and this season is eggs. Eggs. Eggs, obviously, um, which is known as the Easter eggs, but we'll get into that a little bit more on hiding the eggs. It's the green man, the hare, and the rabbits, obviously, because this is what he was just speaking about. Um, also the maiden and the horned god. Is yeah. one I, I have set of symbols I come across is like their union is what's helping to bring birth the bloom of the spring. Right. So happy spring. Right. That definitely is true. Um, but that also, 
because the horn god also will deal with the other equinox too. I mean, the horn god has many different aspects. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why I think they typically put the green man with this time of year more than the other. I, I found there's very few references to either the uh, well ancient references. Let me put it that way. Not uh, not neo. Uh, references, but there's very few ancient references to either the Green Man or the Horned God in actual ancient texts because a lot of that old stuff has been lost anyway. So either one of those, you know, you're not going to, they're almost interchangeable in certain ways. And they are definitely because it depends on the situation and the time of the year and what's going on. So I can see where it's definitely interchangeable. Uh, that brings me back for you, that would bring you back probably to Crononus. Cronunos. Okay, Cronunos. Cronunos. Did I get it right that time? You got it right the second time. <laughs> and and Pan for R me. Right. Because, I mean, I could see them kind of all year round. Mm -hmm. More than just being, you know, Green Man, which is this time of the year, or, you know, the Holly King and going, you know, versus those different two times. I could see those two kind of coming through, straight through. Right. Okay. So, other animals is chicks, again, the rabbits, the snake, and the uh, swallows are considered to be part of this time of year. It would be symbols of, uh, symbols that would go with it. Also... I don't think is a symbol that goes with it. No, but my mouth isn't working, and that's what happens when my mouth doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Herbs are considered um, the elder, the ginger... Um, Jasmine, mugwort, sage, St. John's wort, and vervain. And then we go into foods is eggs, fish, honey, uh, moon cakes, which would also be considered hot cross buns. Okay. Um, leaky, leafy, leaky, listen to me, leafy greens and vegetables. I don't know what food would be leaky, but it... <laughs> doesn't sound appetizing to begin with. I know. It's always said I was like, no. Especially when you <laughs> I don't just, want leaky greens. <laughs> you, no, no. You just referenced hot cross buns and then something leaky. So, of course my mind goes to leaky buns. And just, no. I'm no longer hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> bad. Blame EK for his fetish with the taste of moist assholes. <laughs> He just sit over there playing his game like, I don't have nothing to do with this shit. <laughs> All right. And you also are bringing in the sweet foods in general, which would also bring in the desserts and sweets to go with this time of year. Incense and oils is violet, honeysuckle. I do have more, and I'll go over them a little bit later. This just happens to be off of this list. Um, and it, incense and oils would be violet, honeysuckle, Jasmine, lavender, lotus, um, magnolia, magnolia, mouth wasn't working, sorry, rose, and strawberry. Plants is um, daffodils, Easter lilies, honeysuckles, jasmine, lily, pansies, pe pe peony. It's not saying, I know I'm saying it wrong, and I know I usually get it right. But that's what's coming out of my mouth. P-E-O-N-Y. Peony. That's what I'm reading it as. Am I wrong? Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say, sure. 
Okay. <laughs> because this is what it sounds wrong to my head. Anyway, rose, um, violets, cherry, dogwoods at this time, and the willow. The willow is a very enchanted one that is uh, brought into this energy. And, and the only reason I'm sticking with that right now is because with the channeling energy that I've been getting, the willow has been coming in very, very strongly. Um, stones is amethyst, bloodstone, moonstone, red jasper, and rose quartz. I want to get out of here and get into another area that I want to talk about. Uh, 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 let me get into right here. Since I'll jump over here and bring this up. Since I was just talking about the oils and stuff, I'll give you a few blends that I found that you could write down. That would be good for your diffuser or however you may want to use it. Let That's right. You got homework. You better get uh, take your notes. <laughs> so here's a few of them as I come across them. Uh, two... And obviously, if you want to make it into a larger one, you can always, you know, like double up the drops of what it says and maybe mix it with a carrier oil if you want, if it's not just for a diffuser blend. But otherwise, it's deep, it's two drops of cedarwood, eight drops of lavender, and two drops of rosemary. Now, another one is two tablespoons of almond or Jojoba, Jojoba, Jojoba oil, J-O-J-O-B-A oil, um, eight drops of frankincense oil, four drops of dragon's blood oil, two drops of nutmeg oil, two drops of violet oil, two drops of sweet orange oil, and two drops of rose oil, and... If I get into some of the colors that go with this time, especially, obviously, it would go with the Easter egg painting and getting into naturally painting them as well because you can take different vegetables and stuff. And I already posted this on Other Than Dreams and on Shamanic Gateways on Facebook and any place that I have uh, social media out there. I've posted a lot of this on how to uh, naturally do your Easter egg hunting, or, I mean, painting with your family so that you can do it more naturally instead of just buying the crap and doing it that way. If you want to take it into a longer way of doing it and spend more time with your family, I put that out there already for you. But some of the colors that go with it, obviously, is the grassy green, which stands for fertility. Um, it is, <coughs> sorry, blue for, per for per perfection, purification, wow, for <laughs> purification and... Um, Yellow is for wealth, for health, for intelligence, for communication, and for astral travel. We have lavender, which goes with the energies for love and romance and healing. Pink, which goes with romantic love as well as household peace. And the blood red would go with um, life rituals, goddess rituals. It is uh, vitality also, lust and passion and strength and courage. I've got another oil diffuser here, which is three drops of lemon, five drops of lavender, and four drops of rosemary. It's very similar to the first one. Different ideas of rituals that you may want to take part in is planting seeds. Planting seeds 
in your life in general and what you wish to create, but actually also planting seeds in the garden and, you know, creating real new life, not just life to what you wish to create. Um, you can honor the goddess in however it is that you feel best. And I say it that way because there are different forms of doing it. You may want to do it at your altar. You may want to do it out in, you know, that planting may be how you are honoring the goddess, you know, by planting plants that go with this time of year that may return as a preannual every year. That may be the perfect way for you of how to help, how to help you celebrate the goddess and her fertility energy, the, the never-ending seeding of what she is. But you may want to go out and deal with it from an altar or just be out with nature too and give your respect that way. This is a good time of using meditation and rituals at this time to help connect with the seeding process of what it is you might want or choose or need to do as you move forward. It's a good time to start soaking in the warmth and feel her energy as she starts to revitalize you. Uplift uh, spirit with you know the flat with the floral scents in your home. That's why I was giving you some of the uh, diffusers and, and so to speak like that. This is like I said, it all has to do with seeking new life, seeding new life, re rebirthing new life. That's anything that you are doing that is bringing you know the new life out and bringing the winter cold to it stop more or less is what your is is ways of helping you move forward and celebrate this energy you want to uh take time to pray in your situation if you wish to see it that way praying connecting uh meditating and the sun itself because you are getting the energy of the equinox at her balance and at her strength because she's going to come in at a balance and be at her strength and then start moving down in her percentage from then on out. So this is your highest time of that connection, of being able to connect with that goddess energy. Transfer your hearth flame is what we're talking about here and bringing it into a higher perspective for what we are wishing to see and move forward. It is also a great time, like I said, for dyeing the eggs and for you know, spending time with the family within this form of spring, the Easter egg hunting and whatnot, and allowing it to help teach the family as you move forward. Another idea was um, to take the egg and to take the egg and plant it somewhere near the home. Not plant it, to take the egg and bury it somewhere near the home. And it's another way of saying thanks to the goddess and helping to bring positive energy and new fertility to you because you are actually supporting the ground and also a good way to potentially have a uh, a critter digging in your yard well i'm telling you what uh the stuff i've found <laughs> uh, i'm making i'm cracking a joke because it's what i do it's all good it's all good now um let me see let me think uh i wanted to go back for a second, but I'm having trouble pulling it up. What What was that again? I don't know. What did you just say? Me or Eric? You. I was trying to move around on this, and, and, and I'm trying to pull something up. I'm going Phrasing! 
say, well, you about blew my ears off when you did that. I wasn't looking at you at all. I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, let me, 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 let me. I'm sorry. I'm having an issue. Find something to talk about. Real fast. I'm working on it. Give me a second. <laughs> because you were on such a good roll here. Uh, one thing I found interesting about the choice of the hair when it comes to being a symbol of Ustera is like there's the phrase the uh, the March Hare, which has gained uh, popularity thanks to uh, Alice and uh, Alice in Wonderland. But one of the reasons why the hair is so closely associated with this particular time and with this festival and these uh, fertility goddesses is because once it starts warming up here in the northern hemisphere in March, the hares which have been hiding in their burrows all of a sudden pop out of the ground. And it seems like they pop up and take over an area and populate it extremely quickly. And that's because hares have this really, really unique, or almost unique, aspect to their physiology where a female, a mama hare, can become pregnant with a new litter of a uh, new litter of uh, children while she's already carrying one litter, so she can be double pregnant. <laughs> I never heard it is double pregnant before. I mean, I know that them suckers can be like <laughs> so many babies. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ek has it right. Poor bitch, man, double pregnant. That's wrong. I don't know how else you would phrase it. But she's got some that are close to popping. You know, she's they're I'm going to assume they're at least halfway uh, through the gestation period, and some other asshole hair can come along. How you doing, Mama? Bang, bang, boom, and. <laughs> oh, I thought I was done with this. No, I got it. Here we go all over again. Stay pregnant forever. Is the yeah, <laughs> for an extended period of time. Well, you know, though, when you think about it, I mean, that actually is completely perfect because they are—they're always pregnant. They're always having more babies. Yeah, that's why I said it makes sense for them to be exactly. associated with the fertility guys. It's completely perfect because what was that? I remember when I was little. Uh, what is it? They like the wheelbarrows. And, like, my dad had, uh, like, two of those great big wheelbarrows, and he took, like, like a fencing around them. And he originally made a home for what was, he thought, two girl bunnies. <laughs> and we all know nothing moves faster than a jackrabbit on a date. Oh, my God. And he locked them in there together, and it was like, all of a sudden, it was, it was like he came around the corner, and they were like, he had to set them free. I mean... It started out with just a, a a little litter, yeah, and that was fine. And before you knew it, they were just when the hell did that happen, more or less? And they were like over. He had to let them go. And I remember like my whole childhood and adult life, he let them go, and there were so flipping many that there was like a forest right there behind the house, and you were forever seeing bunnies. And I swear to this day that they're still all from my father. <laughs> <laughs> the so, descendants of that one incarceration. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I will never forget that. So, well, it makes sense if you're if you're locked up with a member of the opposite sex. What else are you gonna do? You're gonna bang. <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah, and and, I, and I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying when 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 you pop them out that fast and you don't even realize yeah. that they're there. It's just like next place, next place. <laughs> 
sorry. That, uh, <laughs> that bitch was turning some tricks. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. EK had it right. Poor bitch. That's why, <laughs> that's why the rabbit was the symbol for the trick cereal. <laughs> tricks. <laughs> All right. I wanted to, I was looking for what I had on, like, the natural dyeing of eggs and stuff. You could use beets to help turn your uh, eggs pink. You could use terminic. Terminic. Yeah, I never can get that out right. Terminic to give it that brown color. Spinach to give it a green color. You might put it in coffee to give it another shade of a brown. Um, and cabbage will also help change it colors as well. Uh, did you find anything about onion? No. Because I know in uh, the days of yule, in the old olden days, when they would dye natural fabrics, of course, that's all they had back then was natural fabrics, but they would boil uh, the clothes that they were trying to dye a yellow color in water with yellow onions, and it would instill a yellow color on them. Huh, I did not know that. That's interesting. And it would, it would be a slow boil. You know, no. it'd, it'd go over several hours, of course. So I'm not sure if, you know, how, long, how much time it would take to impart that yellow coloring onto your uh, eggs. But it might be worth a shot. Well, I would think that the, uh, you know, the natural dyeing is not going to be anything that's going to happen quick. No. So, I mean, it would be something that you'd, you could definitely work with the children, you know, over a few days and, and start actually teaching about the holiday. Right. Instead of just going to the store and buying some, you know. Something paint. that's going to take you 15 minutes. Exactly. It depends on how important the growth is. Build memories with your family. Build. Exactly. Don't just you know, kill 10 minutes. Exactly. This is about, it's more than about fertility. It's about seeding what you wish to grow. So. Well, it kind of is about fertility. It because is you're, about you're fertility. You're coloring your eggs with your children, and you are fertile, and that's why, that's why you have children. <laughs> so, that's yeah. the whole circle of life thing going on right yes, there. Yes, it is on a bigger picture, but that's what I'm saying. It depends on what kind of picture are you trying to paint with the children are you painting the bigger picture and in, in the time and the learning or are you just trying to do the fast and easy really is what it comes down to i wanted to go back the hot cross buns also <laughs> speaks to you about of course he's just i don't know why that just tickles me hot cross buns <laughs> the hot cross buns also speaks to us of the equinox it speaks to us of the equinox as well as the solstice and of the four seasons, and the four sacred directions, um, and the elements as well. This is why it has the cross on it, because it's individually separating all four of the time being. Now, also, I wanted to jump into a little bit of something else, because this is a little bit of what I've been learning from spirit in general about this time of year, and I was going over it with Hill Hippie right before we came out here, because as we move into um, actually working on, on a more deeper level with what this holiday is about, the equinox is about, the solstices is about, this also speaks to us of the axes and the motions of how the earth is spinning and how it is getting this energy as, as it is forever changing and going. But as we are moving through these cycles, what Spirit is telling me also is that 
the equinox speaks to us for one the, the way spirit is putting it is is it speaking to us of what side of the hemisphere are you learning from or working with in your brain because just like you have light and dark sides of the equinox depending on where you are in the world right you're entering the dark season you're entering the light season will also speak to you as to what side of the hemisphere of your brain is most likely becoming more active is the way spirit is putting it as to if it's the light side or the dark side and we look at the right hemisphere as being more spiritual and more creative as far as the way we view things from that that way of seeing and we see the left side as being more logical and masculine so it also deals with an egotistical side more because you're more about the anal retentiveness and let me make sure that things fit properly and you're more particular about it and it fits more in with the now 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 I need to understand now versus the creative intuition side of you know the right side versus the left side so when we are moving from the light to the dark our hemispheres of our brain are also becoming more active to the the creative and spiritual side versus the logical and logical side so it's the right and left side is what spirit is saying to me uh, one thing i gotta inter uh interject here Go ahead. i've always heard it the exact opposite that Wait the left side of the brain was where the creativity came from and that the uh, the right uh, hemisphere was more of the uh, analytical. What's you? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. No, I, that was the end of the sentence. I'm, I'm. I pulled up my phone real fast just to validate because I thought that I had it on this phone, but it doesn't look like I do. Um, and I may have that wrong, but I I know what it is. Is the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body. The left side of the brain controls the right side of the body. Now, when spirit communicates with me. Usually the right sign means for the body. When I'm in, this is the reason how I keep it in my head, at least for how spirit is putting it. Now, if, if the hemispheres I have wrong, then that's my connection. Um, but for me, the way spirit communicates with me when I'm doing medium work or empath work or shaman work and it's helping me to get to the root of the problem is they attack the right side of my body. And that's how I know I'm dealing with somebody else's energy because I automatically pick up ego, which would technically be the masculine side of the brain. Um, even though on me, when I pick it up and picking it up on the right side of the body which means it's connected to the left side of the brain that's the way my head works you see what I'm saying so this is why I connected that way if I do have it wrong I apologize you might want to go back and double check which emotions and feelings go with the right and the left hemispheres but what I'm also being told is you have to understand depending on where you are in the world there is also the dew point of where the Sun rises and that is Typically, it rises in the east or it rises in the west, depending on where you are in the world. Which also is speaking to us of... Hang on, you said uh, right side with creativity? Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. That's it. My What I've associated with my entire life is backwards. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry for laughing. No, it's a learning moment. I like that. <laughs> no, like, like I said, because it's the way that they've 
communicated. I have to learn this stuff because that's how my communication and spirit works is, is I know when I first pick up the emotions or the feelings, just like for me, as, as strange as it may seem, my pinky finger is telling me this has to do with relationships of judgments within the family. And the next finger is grief. I mean, there are things that I've had to learn that, that, that tells me which are which for that connection. And I get told often that I'm wrong. But I'm, I'm always telling people, in case I'm wrong, go back and validate. Because I know what my spirit is. But anyway, what, what I'm being taught for myself. Anyway, what I was trying to get at is the next thing that spirit is trying to teach us is when we are working through these energies and we're... we're we're going through the equinox in general, whether it's the nor whether it's the uh, spring equinox or the fall equinox. Really, it doesn't matter because what it is is you're dealing with the like I said, you're dealing with coming to working with the energies of that right his hemisphere and that left hemisphere. Now, depending on what equinox it is, typically it's it's bringing more strength and power to that that energy of the hemisphere that's going on in your head, but not necessarily because it has to do with the way the plant planet is tilted is the way spirit explains it to me as it's in that turn. So what is above is below. So it's the same as what is here is, is, is what is us. So we are part of the earth. It also depends on where we are tilted are on our path is the way spirit explains it to me. So it's bringing the dew points of the sun where the sun rises. Is the sun rising in the east or the west for you as you start to move forward? Which brings you to the understanding, are, are you truly moving forward with new beginnings? Or are you still in a harvest that was? Are you needing the healing so that you can learn from the harvest that was because you can't harvest new because you're still working with the right or the left hemisphere of the brain do you understand any of what i'm saying yeah i'm just realizing you didn't re uh, recognize the hand signal you were telling me to wrap it up yeah i was but you still had a few minutes no okay well we're I'm, past time that's all i had to say according <laughs> to this you only had one minute i'm over try six Okay, well, I'm going to shut right up now. <laughs> I'm going to shut right up. Proceed. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Oh, it's all good. No, <laughs> no worries at all. So, <laughs> as of uh, March 18th, so yesterday at 1520 UTC, Houston, we've got a sunspot. Region... 2735 was assigned after forming at middle latitude on the sun. This spotted region belongs to the slowly decaying solar cycle 24 and is not currently a threat for strong flares. But keep an eye open because it's, uh, it's a new sunspot. And we haven't seen one of those in a hot minute with this uh, the dying into 24. So keep an eye on solarham.com to see if this new solar flare actually, uh, not flare, but sunspot, actually produces anything that might be interesting when did it say it was for it started forming i just said that they've spotted it it formed and that was on the 18th and wasn't all three of us sick today uh yes i believe so <laughs> 
that's just my way of saying, see, I completely, full, wholeheartedly believe in everything that you get from there. But I also believe that we tend to pick up energies before you think we do. That's you all. realize it's just a spot. It hasn't spurted out anything yet. I'm saying before it starts to get into the the storms and whatnot, usually we're starting to pick up energies. Your, your more highly sensitive people are starting to pick up energies that are taking place as we get closer into those storms. I can see the look on your face. Yeah, <laughs> considering uh, <clears throat> a guy that I work with, last uh and work pretty closely with as in we're usually working together on the at the same time on the same job site was missed two days out of the week and his son who also works with us is now missed two days so far and i've been around both of these jackasses and ek's been around me it makes sense this is where the bug comes from okay either way I'm just saying, I happen to notice energies coming in, and I tell people, and they never believe me, and then all of a sudden they're sick, and I'm like, okay. That's why we put you on a podcast, because you receive energies. I'm just saying, just because a sunspot appeared, <laughs> and you're sitting there trying to say, it's because of the sunspot. I'm not the saying The sunspot that hasn't spewed yet. Sunspot. I, well, I did say that, but I'm not meaning it that way. I'm just saying, a lot of times, I think the energies are stronger than you think they are. Hey, look, the phallus is there. <laughs> it hasn't spewed on your face yet. <laughs> All right. All right, let me get into the astrology and, and stop this. <laughs> okay, now, you do have the equinox, which takes place um, tomorrow, technically. And the sun is going to be moving into Aries, right on top of Chiron. Okay, this, let me just say, I've been stating that throughout this whole show. That this energy isn't coming into a balance like normal. Normally, the balance is kind of like you're you're like like the darker side would be relinquishing control over to the light as they switch places and the percentages switch. So it goes from a balance for like a hot minute, and then it starts to shift with you know the uh, the light side being in control for this fertility for this whole time of what the equinox is about. But the darker aspects right now are having a little bit of a different conversation. And it's actually making this balance going to last for like two weeks. So your inner world, your outer world, your soulfulness, your ego are really going to be facing off for the next two weeks. And now I'm about to help you understand why. Because technically, once the equinox happens and the sun makes its move, it's moving into that, that higher percentage of of glory more or less and starts to bring its energy forth and it's at, it's at the top point but you have mercury which is still in retrograde right now mercury is going to be retrograde until the 28th now for most people that's like yay retrograde is over you know especially with mercury that's your inner communication but don't forget mercury still has two weeks of shadow here so shadow is where it's kind of over analyzing the darker aspects of what has been talking to you about for the last month. So you're over communicating and bullying yourself at darker aspects. And that's going to stick with you for uh, about two weeks. Also, you have Jupiter, which is about to go retrograde next month. Jupiter is such a big, massive planet that it's already in shadow. That abundance, that higher knowledge, that expansion is slowing down and it's starting to turn inward and it's kind of like 
I always say Jupiter is the higher self when it's in Sagittarius. So your higher self is about to sit the hell down and go into meditation for a couple months and learn what it is you need to do to expand. But with Mercury still in retrograde and Mercury hitting those shadows of, you know, that, that two-week period, it's going to give that balance where the sun is supposed to be coming into the higher balance. It's going to kind of like take its light away. It's going to make it stay in an equal balance for a little bit longer. And it's going to send that shadow aspects and those darker aspects, the egotistical aspects into overdrive because they only have two more weeks to pick away at your head. Okay? So it's making that balance go into a face-off for a little bit longer. Now, with that being said, on top of this, Venus is moving into Aries, like I just said. It's going into the universal first house. But what's in Aries right now? Chiron. Chiron just moved in, and he's going to be here for a hot, hot minute, for like a, long, for a good amount of time. I mean, Chiron is just assessing from the wounded healer's point of view, the gatekeeper of wholeness point of view in that universal first house of Aries. It's taking notes about what it needs to start doing as it travels this orbit for the next 50 years. It's deciding where things need to be fixed, where ego is a little bit too out of control and running things a little bit too much. Aries is a, is a starting point. It's also a fire point. It's also got a lot of that me first energy. And you just put the sun in there, the sun is happening at the same time as the equinox. So you just fueled ego's energy to talk back to you right now even more for this temporary amount of time because of that Mercury retrograde and everything that's coming in at a deeper aspect. So like I said, for the next two weeks, and then I'm typically giving you, you know, just for this week, but I'm warning you for the next two weeks, don't over, over analyze and allow your your head to talk shit to you because this has to do with the equinox and planting new seeds. If you are planting new seeds from overanalyzing and overthinking and allowing ego, ego to kind of rip you apart, the seeds that you are planting are going to be of a lower vibration and it's not going to come in the way you want. I was being told by spirit this week it has to do with the manifestation best way of explaining this is say say you want to have love in your life you want to have a relationship in your life a lover in your life maybe it's not even that maybe it's a job or something but we're going to stick with the lover situation for the moment because it's easier for me to explain if you're desiring that if you're yearning for that then that's something you want, you desire, you wish, you need in your life. But if it's coming from a desperate point of point, if it's coming from a depressional point, if it's coming from a lonely position and you're actually trying to put the energy out to bring love to you, you're actually blocking yourself because right now these energies know the truth about what's really going on. And if you're lying to yourself because ego's winning... And ego's talking shit to your head, you know, and you're trying to put out, I would like to have this, but deep down underneath of it, you're lonely and you're depressed and all of this. You're actually going to be bringing yourself more reasons to be lonely. This is what I'm saying. You cannot lie to manifestation. You cannot lie to energy. You cannot lie to spirit. You can lie to yourself, but it ain't going to do you no good. 
So what you are putting out over these next two weeks are very important for the manifestation that's going to be coming in. And you want to make sure that ego is not talking you into talking yourself into shit that's not true. This is why I've gone through all of that. Now, we do have on the equinox itself, on the 20th, you have a grand earth trine, which is a positive energy, Mars, which is your uh, inner warrior, your inner SWAT team, your passion, your action, your aggression, your sexual energy, is speaking with self-worth, self-value, self-esteem. So it's helping you find your inner fire and stand in your power. It's speaking with uh, Pluto and Saturn, which is all about soulfully creating a new foundation and new rules, walls, and boundaries for what it is you need for that self-worth, self-value, self-esteem. And finding, as as I was saying in uh, the, the uh, chakras with the oils, and finding your inner belly dancer to make you feel good about yourself so that you can actually put that energy out. I've been saying you have to exude the energy. If you don't exude it, if you just know your power but you're not using it, then you're not going to be bringing any of that manifestation to you because the moon is here the moon is here in this grand earth trine helping you to ground yourself and pick the right details apart and get it in the right direction you just don't want to over emotionally think stuff this week but you do want to listen to your intuition and what it's telling you and your gut feeling about what you should and should not do now the moon in virgo on the full moon, which is also the same day as the equinox and the same day that the sun is moving into um, Aries is also squaring Jupiter. This is what I'm talking about. The moon is going to be overanalyzing. It's the organizer. It's the finger planer. It's, uh, it's full of duty, but it, it kind of will go into overdrive right now because it's squaring Jupiter. Jupiter is your higher self. It's telling your moon, your emotional energy. You don't have to have everything right, right now. Just get the right direction right, right now. Because you may overthink yourself and take something that could be potentially a very positive thing and riddle it into something you destroyed simply by over-rationalizing at this point. Because, like I said, it's also in opposition with the moon. And, I mean, with the moon is in opposition with the sun and Chiron as well. But there are opportunities coming about, especially on the 20th, if you don't overanalyze and rip yourself apart by trying to, you know, let the negative in your head overtalk because it's definitely going to be there for the next two weeks. You also have the 22nd, which is a very powerful day. There is going to be a lot of this very same kind of energy going on. You have Venus and Lilith in Aquarius, which is not getting along with the moon in Libra. So this is going to be about relationships. And anything you care about, you have a relationship with, not just your loved ones. Your Anything you care about, if you... If you you want to get paid. You want to make sure that you still have your job. I mean, you want to have a car to get you where you need to go. When you don't have a car, you know about that relationship. Anything you care about, you have a relationship with. So Venus and Lilith are going to be trying to teach you a lesson here because they are going to be over making things sensitive. And when you're getting over sensitive and over emotional or physically over, you know, things are touching you in and touching you in a place that's uncomfortable. There's a reason why that's going to be there because it's no, helping. No, no place. Yeah, and you're no, no place. 
places. <laughs> There's a reason they're your no-no places. And you need to understand that that has something to do with the changes <laughs> that you need to make and, and able to move forward in a positive way. This is going to have something to do with a karmic healing, something that has to do with the roots of who you are that needs to be shifted, and it's going to make it uncomfortable for you on the 22nd, and that's because there's something that needs to change, which you need to understand truthfully on the depths of you what it is. Then you have on the 24th, you have a grand water trine. This is going to be an emotional day too, because the grand water trine is a positive aspect, Neptune, and the North Node in Cancer and Scorpio. Scorpio, the when the moon is in Scorpio, and the moon's going to be in Scorpio this week, the 22nd, 23rd, and the 24th, we get over-emotional. Scorpio makes everything over-emotional. And it can be a very positive thing or a very negative thing, depending on where you are on your path. You feel things for... Uh, like it's magnified. If if you're having a joyous day, then you are just in utopia, more or less. If things are positive for you and you feel loving and sexual and you know sensitive, then it can be a very positive thing. But if you're feeling betrayed, you're gonna feel the betrayal over these three days. And on the 24th, this energy is going to be more powerful. It's going to be speaking to the North Node. So speaking to the roots of who you are and your karmic energies and Neptune. But there is a chance here for that sensitivity and Neptune's energy to take you in a new positive way and spin off a new magical creation. However, you have a T-square on top of it. The moon is in Scorpio as well. It's not getting along with your independent, I mean, not getting along with your masculine energy, your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem, and it's not getting along with Lilith and Venus. And I'm telling you, this week is going to be a very sensitive week because Venus is sitting on top of Lilith. And Venus and Lilith together is going to show you the oversensitives of where I absolutely refuse to change because I don't want to and I'm a big fat brat. Fair enough. And that is going to be coming through in a very deep way this week. And you need to be able to understand and feel when it's ego and when it's soul. So that you can listen to your intuitions and go the right direction. And not plant the seeds that will actually backfire and go against you. I love you guys. And I just wanted to just, oh, we're done, right? Uh, you, you got a minute and a half. Oh, okay. I looked down and I thought that I was, I had to wrap it up. So I will keep talking. So never mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I have a lot to talk about. I just thought I was out of time. <laughs> I haven't even signaled you yet. I know, but I looked down and I was like, oh shit, I was waiting for it. Ignore me. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like I said, you do have a very positive things going on this week. You have a chain reaction all week, especially after the 22nd of Uranus and Uranus, which is in Taurus, picking up that masculine energy of Mars in Taurus, your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem, your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom. And your sexual energy, your passion, your action, your aggression, your fire, basically, is speaking to your higher soul, your Jupiter. And it is speaking with Venus and Lilith. So even though Venus and Lilith is going to be coming out with those emotions this week, if you listen to the gut feeling and the soulfulness, Jupiter is backing it up to steer you in the right direction. It's just, it comes down to this. I don't know how many times I say this to people. Sometimes... 
we misunderstand what our feelings are telling us, our emotions are telling us, our intuition, our gut feelings are telling us. Sometimes you get that nervous feeling, that sick to your stomach feeling because you're scared to move forward, not because there's something wrong. Sometimes it's the fact that you can move forward, but you don't believe that you can. And with that, you need to know if it's you moving forward or if you're scared and you should be listening to it, not go after what you're supposed to be doing. You need to learn to decipher the two. With that being said, now I am out of time. I love you, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. May all your journeys be safe ones. Bye. Sacred had not yet been forgotten. <laughs> From...